Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, my talkers, we're hanging out. I'm hanging out here in studio at My Talk 1071. And Lori and Julia are in New York City, about ready to receive their Gracie Award. And while they're there, we're sitting back, kicking, a, kicking it to some old school Lori and Julia clips to enjoy. But before we get to that, we got to get to a little virtual happy hour, guys, right? Yeah, I love kicking back, listening to some old school low J clips. But you know what would make this even better? What's that? Some Red Locks Irish whiskey. Julia, you have to give it a shot. Oh, Lori, I already have. And I love it. I have some red locks right now. Here's a glass. Let's sit back and enjoy the last hour of our show with some red locks Irish whiskey. Give it a shot. You're my worst habit. It's Friday. So I don't know if I should tell you this or not, but it just came up. Because Brittany is like... She's not dilated yet. We're hoping we can make it through the show well, without you having checked a lately. Should I check? When they check, I feel like they can feel the baby's hair. They go deep. Your baby's going to come out with all this cute <laughs> hair. So um, thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us today. So Emmy Rossum, mm-hmm. who was on Shameless. What was the name of her character? Uh, oh, I guess she was the older sister on Shameless. Oh, my forever. gosh, I just said it. You did. Okay, I'll look um, it up. All right. But anyway, she was on Fiona. Fiona. I, I, I know. I let, was on the list originally. All right. We I mean, like that probably still is on the list. I don't know. We're all over the place. But yeah. Okay, so tell okay. me about her. So she sat down with Seth... Um, Myers last night, and um, she was absolutely delightful, and she is a one-year-old. And the um, she's talking about this new six-part series called Angeline. Okay. And it, it, it launched yesterday. It started yesterday on Peacock, which, by the way, whatever Fire, Roku, whatever thing you're using, um, the minute you unplug it, you have to redo everything. And so I'm, I'm just... Re- Never I tried to it. watch it. I, I just was furious today again because it's like froze twice this week and i'm like i have a brand new whatever but be careful takes patience takes patience Which the minute you, you unpla- of, oh yeah. i do i have so much so much but patience. she was talking about because i wanted to tune into it before the show about this woman named angeline and so here she is talking about why she because she executive produces she stars in it her husband's another producer why she would want to pick this project So uh, this is a real person, this is a Mm -hmm. story about a real person that basically was famous from a billboard first. Can you tell us a little bit about her? Yeah, she's kind of a little bit of a, a, she's like a a unicorn in Los Angeles. She rose to power in the 80s through a series of mysterious billboards that popped up featuring this incredibly provocative woman um, kind of laying in this provocative pose just her name and a phone number for management and suddenly overnight they started to multiply until there were 200 billboards and a 10-story wall 
And she would drive around L.A. and still does in this pink Corvette with the hair and the body and the really incredibly honed style. And she was the first person to kind of raise her hand and say, uh, I am famous and I am an enigma. I am a mystery. And to be celebrated for who she is and not something that she does. And how old were you when you were first hip to her as a thing? I discovered her through her billboards when I was 12 or 13. I was in L.A. auditioning for the first time and I saw a billboard. And the funniest thing about it was I it's almost like once you see it, you can't you, you do just start to see it everywhere. And so I would ask people, who is this woman, Angeline? And they would all be like, oh, my God, Angeline, I love her. And I would say, what does she do? Like, what's her story? And everyone would say a completely different story. <laughs> she was from space. She was from Ohio. <laughs> there were 12 of her. There was some rich guy who paid for the billboards. She was a man. There's 12 of her. You can rent them out for a party. They switch <laughs> them out every year. Just wild stories. And, and throughout, like, she was so hip and smart because she knew that she never contradicted any of the stories. They only fueled her fame. And, and really, that was her pursuit, the, the love of the world. And isn't this wild? So this is like the original Kim Kardashian. Yeah. Who's famous for nothing. But this is before any internet. This is before anything. So she literally bought a billboard and gave herself this persona, even though she says she was born Angeline. She's 72 years old now. And so... Um, it's, it's just kind of wild. So you'd go to a city and you see a, a billboard and then you see this hot pink Corvette yeah. driving around and this woman, she kept selling merchandise. Infamous. Out of, infamous. And you're like, what is that? Who is that? Why am I, why do I, you know, why do I care? But you do care. But isn't that crazy? Isn't that funny? But it's so, yeah. it's so true. And like, also if you're visiting, you want a piece of, you know, that, that feeling that, and that's very California. I mean, she's just got... Huge boobs, huge hair, right. tiny dress. She's over the top. Yeah. And it's like you want a piece of whatever that is. And so I could see me buying a coffee mug. Angeline. Out of her trunk. She's totally. just pulled over. So she would sell merch out of her thing. And so she was talking to um, Seth last night. We're talking about Emmy Rossum, who plays Angeline. It's a new Peacock uh, limited series that kicked off last night. And she talked about how she went through so much prosthetic work to play her. So here's a little bit of that. It took a great amount of time to get into uh, this character. Yes, yes. It was, a, it was a very long process with prosthetics and a hair and makeup team. And th there's kind of latex and various stages of things. How, and, how long? Well, some hours in the contemporary day makeup was like seven hours wow. some days. Yeah, so, so a long time. But really, they're painting you and sculpting you like you're the Sistine Chapel. It's <laughs> yeah. really, I mean, there was PVC piping in my nose. There's stuff in my mouth that my earlobes aren't my ears. There's two contact lenses in each eye. But it's so fun. When you look in the mirror afterwards, is it jarring? It's almost like dissociative. Like yeah. you don't see yourself and you're speaking in a voice that doesn't sound like yours and saying dialogue that isn't yours. And it's at first, it's like unsettling. It's terrifying. And then it's like this freedom that comes with like, oh, I can go far with this. Isn't that PCP pipe or PCV pipe in your nose? PVC pipe. Thank you. I, right? Yeah, I, I, my dyslexia just took off on that one. But isn't that the craziest? So I was so intrigued and I wanted to go watch it, but everything froze. And I'm like, ah, too much work. But this sounds kind of interesting because it's a woman... It's like the original Kim Kardashian because Kim Kardashian really is. never did anything. She just took pictures and posted them on Instagram. Yeah. No, I, I mean, mean, you're you're a thousand percent right. And there's something which ingenious. Kim added sex tape out there, but yeah. did anyone ever see it? No. 
I mean, I saw it. Did you? Yeah, of course I did. Oh, so people did see that. People saw it after it was like a thing. Okay, after she was kind of a thing. Yeah. Okay. And then, of course, hers was, you know, modeled after Paris Hilton did that. Right, right. And so she was her assistant. But um, anyways, I think it's, it's ingenious. I don't know how much you can get away with it now. Correct. But this was like the first of its kind. So if I bought a bunch of billboards, people are not, you know, especially because we're Minnesota. Minnesota's not would, that interested. We would never, our bill, I know. Well, but, your billboards are, oh, just, you were famous before your billboards. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You were. But it's, but it's funny. So I'm, I'm, I'm tempted to see this because I think she's I quite think, delightful. Yeah. But, but here's the headline that, so I'm researching, researching her today just to get a little bit more background on her. And she has this one year old baby and she's talking to Seth about it. But the headline I come across, Brittany, and I don't want to scare you. Oh, no. But you know everything because we talked about your go bag, getting ready for your kid and stuff. So she described nearly having birth in an Uber. Okay. As she was heading to the hospital. Was it uh, in New York City? Was it Deluxe or was it a nice Uber? I don't know. I bet it was. She didn't do the share, right? I I don't know. Like there weren't other people in the car. But she said it was just like her. She lives in New York City. No one has cars. She ended up getting a lovely and very conscientious Uber driver. Um, it was not what you want, but it wasn't the way you want it to be when you're in labor. She said she encouraged her driver to take every yellow light as a green uh, since she was in full contractions. So hers just came up. So I have people that went like this. And for me, it took like 30 hours. That's what everyone tells me. Everyone's like, it's not like the movies. You're going to think you're like time to go in. They're going to you're going to call and they'll say, no, wait another hour. Right. Like. But so I, a part of me, you know, when you're like, don't I, I? My big thought was like, don't have it in the car. And if we do have it in the car, maybe maybe it's a the great cor- story. Maybe the Corvette would be better. That'd be uncomfortable. You'd be uncomfortable. But there's no one. You're gonna have to have your legs hanging out the side door. No, okay. don't do it there. So we'll do the Escalade. Do the Escalade because you've got the the seats well, that's can, a nicer car. Yeah. I don't really, you can be in the back. We can do detail it later. But, <laughs> thank you, Bradley. All right, so Bradley. Oh. I'm talking about Bradley Cooper, and Bradley's on my mind. That's, hey, I'll take Bradley I, Cooper any day. Grant, thank you. Okay, no so problem. this is this is in the news today, and I remember when I first started watching this, when we first met Jennifer Gardner, she was on this show called Alias, where she was a kick-ass kind of... Um, Kind of a top secret agent that would go in for special ops. She was like a special ops, yeah. kind of like the born identity yeah. for a woman. Yeah. And she had this amazing job. And um, it was alias started, I think, in 2003. And one of the 2001. 2001, actually, even. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it was right after Felicity. Felicity ended, which was our show, and then alias started. And so one of her castmates. Um, was Bradley Cooper, and he played this guy named Will. And so he had a big, big role, and Michael Varton was on it, and I can't think of the dad's name, but it was just, I loved that show. Yeah. And I've kind of... Victor Garber. Victor Garber, Mm -hmm. and you saw him out at brunch in L.A., I remember. Yes, he's so handsome. He's so handsome. So anyway, so you'd see the show, and it was really fun, but then all of a sudden, Will's character... Kind of just went away. The Bradley Cooper? The Bradley Cooper character. And he had like one thing and then he was on for the finale. Just kind of when they wrapped it up because they knew they were wrapping up the show. So come to find out Bradley Cooper, what happened to him is he got... Um, fired? Fired, basically, and, and was reduced from a cast member to a guest. Mm. So they didn't 
reality TV does it as well, but regular, you know, movies and TV shows. So he admits he was so lost to a cocaine addiction in his early career, he struggled with zero zero self-esteem. And this happened to him when he was in his 20s. He said, I was so addicted. It was crazy. But I don't know if what came first. He said, I I severed my Achilles tendon right after he kind of got fired. I think he was a dink, Laurie. I think it was a dink to the castmates. Oh, you do? And I do. Uh-huh. And and maybe the drugs were starting to happen. And um, then he hurts his Achilles tendons. Then he starts gaining weight. But then he's doing massive amounts of cocaine, he admit. And Will Sounds Ar- like a recipe for disaster. Right. And Will Arnett, who he met through um, Amy. I don't know how they met. But Will Arnett is sober. So is J- J- Jason Bateman sober. Um, Bradley Cooper's sober. Um, so he said that Will Arnett kind of helped him early on, but he, he went out on to say that, you know, he thought he was so excited. He's 29. Um, I thought I made it when I got a Wendy's commercial. Um, and he said, I moved to LA for alias. Um, I just thought it was everything. But then when alias demoted me, I was back in high school. He felt like I could not get into any clubs. No girls wanted to look at me, and he was totally depressed and went to drugs. Mm. And he said what happened is then he got the spot in the wedding crasher, which, remember, he was just a dink on oh, that. that. That role was the first time I saw him out. Right? And he, you're right. He played that well, role so well because he was he played such a good a-hole, right? Yeah. yeah. And then he was even smaller back then. Remember how, like, small he was? But yeah. Yeah, he played a really good a-hole. Yeah, and he said he thought he went out to dinner with Amy Poehler, who he appeared with in a movie, Wet Hot American Summer 2001. Oh, yeah. And he's sitting at dinner, and he's thinking, I'm I'm having so much fun and thinking, I'm so funny. And everyone knows, if you've been drunk once and made an ass out of yourself, you think you're so funny at some point during the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And he said that the dinner, he just made a fool of himself, and he remembers being there thinking, Wow, these two guys were my hero. Thought I was so funny, but really, he remembered them telling him, You're a real dink. So he said that just kind of was the first time he realized I've got an issue, something's going on. But he said it wasn't really till the hangover. Till he Which really. I don't think he was in. I think he was like 36. In his yeah. 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 Till he really got back. And then after the hangover. There was American Sniper. Mm-hmm. There was, you know, he he did, um, you know, A Star Is Born, right. and did the music and did everything. So, you know, so that's. I just thought I yeah. never knew this about him. No, but, no, I don't think we. I don't think he's ever been candid about uh, his past cocaine addiction. That's a new one. It is. For, we know and he, that's good that he opens up about uh, opened up about. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mmm. What flavor are you holding? Now open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. 
Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. That because, yeah, people struggle and you think, oh, I'm never going to get out of something. And, and here he's you go. He's in his 20s. He was in his 20s. Yeah. I know it. That's a time when you just are like, oh, remember every year of your 20s, you age five years, people. Right. It does end. Mm-hmm. Even though the decade is the most fun, crazy time sometimes, but yeah. it, it does end. So well, like, he's lucky, uh, you know, that he was, rel- rel- you know, he hadn't been established or whatever. Right. He, quite yet. Right. And Michael Vartan yeah. was on that, too. And I was just thinking, and that's when, you know, she met Jennifer Garner, but met Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck yeah. Because he played a superhero character that was blinded. And she played a superhero character in some movie. I can't think of it right now, and I don't have a computer today. Oh, um, yeah. What remember the that heck one? Was that where she was the superhero? She I was. Can't a, I can't remember it either. So they were doing that, and um, I just have to do a sidebar, Lori, because mm-hmm. we were so wrong about insurance when we oh, started good. our Thank show today. I'm not going to have to pay a thousand dollars today. So I had to pay when I got in my car accident because I crashed into the car, and it was my fault. Got it. So you. We're not at fault today. No, I was not. So the other person's insurance will pay your deductible. Oh, good. And we got a ton of emails and people calling and texting (laughs) us. So thank you, everybody, for doing that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so I'm so happy about that. Lori, I know. It didn't seem right. I know. I I know. So he is Bradley Cooper right now is in Bernstein and he's directing and acting. It's called Maestro. Thank you. But Mm -hmm. it's. It's the biopic of Leonard Bernstein, Mm -hmm. who was a bisexual man. Uh And um, Carrie Mulligan, I think, is his girlfriend or wife. And then Matt Bomer is is his lover. So we've seen some pictures coming out about that, and he's completely transformed, and he ages from very young to very old. I heard you talking about that, Grant, earlier today, um, about that on Don and Steve's show. Which what what were we talking about? Just about Bernstein. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, the yeah. movie the, and his transformation. Yeah. wow, it's and unbelievable. Then Steve is in New York. If, <laughs> in case anyone's wondering, <laughs> I was on an airplane yesterday, and I was so happy to read the number one story I wanted to read was I wanted to read something about Britney's prenup. Oh, I wanted yes. to make sure that she had a prenup, and I thought I think her lawyer is pretty on, on top her of side. things. Yep, yeah, and she did sign an ironclad prenup. Uh, so Octavia Spencer and myself slept better last night because knowing that she famously said, uh-huh, get "Better a get a prenup," and then she got taken to task. Yeah, so Britney's lawyers made sure that you know she's uh, got a good prenup, and then they moved into a new house, and I caught up on some of the wedding uh, shenanigans. Yes, anything uh, good? Well, you probably know more about that than me. Well, uh, Brittany is so happy. She's like so excited that she got to get married. I was, um, I had secondhand embarrassment when I watched Paris, Brittany, Selena, Madonna do Vogue. Just the beginning of Vogue, just like saying it. We did it at the fair. Yep. Don't just, you know, but it, oh. oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. No one could carry a tune, including Madonna. <laughs> Yeah, so and was she that kept her, She kept her her sunglasses on, which she just loves. Those things, 
Those uh, those sunglasses. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have one friend who won't tell her that those sunglasses. We're are talking not about Madonna. Done. This is what friends are for. That's right. Just say it. You can do better, Madonna. You can do better. You can do better. Okay. Anyway, but I loved watching all of it, Britney's thing. I yeah. have to. I have she to... did have on underwear. So at one point after the wedding, you know, Versace oh, she danced in a blazer. Yeah, it was a blazer, but it looked like she had on no panties. She had on diamond crusted thong underwear, which yeah. sounds very uncomfortable to me. Sounds sexy. Well, maybe if it's just at the waistband. Yeah. The the diamond yeah, part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, that was happening. And her brother, who was invited via his girlfriend, let us know yesterday that he couldn't make it because his daughter was graduating fifth grade. Oh. And she had a speaking role in oh. the graduation. Yeah. So. Yeah, all right. That's fine. We'll be right back. And then there was a scandal. Vintage scandal. It was quite the scandal. What would this going to be today, Lorraine? Well, I thought since Kate Moss was uh, going to take the stand today in the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial. You'd remind people who she was? Well, I wouldn't <laughs> remind that, but inside their relationship because... Um, Kate Moss and Johnny Depp. That's right. They started dating in 1994 after they met in a New York City cafe and their romance blossomed into one of the most talked about couplings as yes. it were in Hollywood. And then yep. they broke up after four years and they had all kinds. They were in the news and the tabloids and People magazine uh, over those years, ruined hotel rooms, uh, drug ridden parties. Someone ended up hospitalized. And during Depp and Heard's defamation trial, Amber Heard alleged that Johnny Depp once pushed Moss down a flight of stairs. That happened last week. Right. Johnny's attorneys high-fied each other because by Amber Heard invoking the Kate Moss name, it wasn't hearsay, and they could call her to the witness stand. Got it. They so were she so made hot. a mistake. They were so happy. Yep. And um, she has never publicly addressed that there was even a rumor, which I'd never heard that rumor I before. But either, we Lori. were not paying attention to gossip like this in the 90s. To this degree. To this degree. Yeah, okay. Yes. And, but she's, you know, sources had said it never happened. And she was supportive of him when he was in the thing with the, the lawsuit with the Daily Mail. But she's never addressed it. And so the fact that they she... They were hot, if you look at the images. Oh, my gosh. Absolutely beautiful. And she was literally on for I, maybe two and a half minutes. Okay. And she Seriously, just, that's it? That's it. Okay. And she looked like warm and fuzzy... You know, kind of glowing, thinking about that time for whatever reason. And Johnny was kind of just like smiling. And so I thought, I want to, you know, dig into this. But she just said they were staying at a resort in Jamaica. They were leaving to go somewhere. Johnny had left the room. She tripped and fell down a flight of stairs. In flip-flops. In flip-flops. Yep. And he picked her up and... Brought her back to the room and got her medical attention. And that was the end of the testimony. And there was no cross-examination by Amber Heard's people. So again, you know, it's just another thing for the jury to take a look at about these deliberate ways that it seems like Amber was setting out to, like, destroy Johnny Depp. And he was on the stand today, and he's just like, again, very, I never hit this woman. So I thought, I want to dig back into the Johnny Depp Kate Moss relationship. And um here's here's the deal you guys. So 
in the mid-1990s, Kate Moss, and she's talked about her relationship with Johnny Depp. Yeah. But never addressed this one rumor that I think most okay. people didn't even know. Right. But in the mid-1990s, Kate Moss was asked by a British morning um, TV host about how romantic Johnny Depp was when she dated him. And she said, well, he did like to surprise me with parties and presents. And the big breakfast host, Gabby Roslin, said to her, oh, go on, what sort of presents? And she said, well, um, he gave me a diamond necklace once, which he hidden in his the crack of his arse. Okay, and, that's hysterical. Okay, and years later, she reminisced about this this arse necklace. Mm-hmm. He had said to me, this is Kate Moss saying this about Johnny, come on, we're going to the Russian tea room for dinner. Oh, we That's such a lovely place. love the Russian tea room. If you're in New York, oh, you guys. I think it closed. Did it? I, I think, think it, it did. did. I, but I feel like it opened. Maybe. Again. I'm just going to find out. And as we were going out the door, he said, Kate, I've got something on my arse. You have to look. I don't know what it is. Will you have a look for me? And she <laughs> told Nick Knight this at Fashion Film. I'd only known him like three months. I put my hand down the back it's of his... It's still open, Lord. It is. Okay, mm-hmm. good. I put my hand down the back of his trousers and pulled out this bleeping Tiffany necklace. The necklace is bleeping class, okay? And um, so, anyway, that was like... She's told that story. She's also told the story about how she cried and cried. She told Vanity Fair that she had... Um, she struggled for a long time when they broke up. She did she with said, cocaine, remember? And she she told Vanity Fair in 2012, there's nobody that's ever really been able to take care of me. Johnny did for a bit. I believed what he said. Like, if I said, what do I do? He'd tell me. And that's what I missed when I left. I really lost the gauge of somebody I could trust. I spent years and years crying over him. And one of the things... Okay, so he was 31 and she was 20 when they met. Mm-hmm. And they met at Cafe Tabac in the East Village. Okay. Talking about Johnny and Keith. What year was it again? 1994. Okay. And former Vanity Fair columnist George Wayne introduced them. Kate walks in with Naomi Campbell. Cafe Tabac was the hangout. Sure. Then I took her hand and took her over to Johnny's table in the middle of the restaurant. Johnny, this is Kate. Kate, meet Johnny. I didn't expect when I did that that they would go on to trash five star hotel rooms across the globe, and because that is they one were of both the big partiers. Yeah, Depp has claimed that he and Kate Moss had sex in every single one of the sixty three rooms of the legendary Chateau Marmont in West Hollywood, and he also has admitted to filling a tub with champagne at London's Portobello Hotel for them to bathe in. He has. Um, can but I tell you something yeah. interesting? Because the Vanity Fair guy introduced him. George Wayne. Yeah, and, and Annie Leibovitz used to work for Vanity Fair. And there's a famous photo that he took of Johnny Depp laying naked on top of... Um, Kate Moss. Of Kate Moss. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Where she's topless and he's just laying on laying top there. of her. And yeah, they posted wow. that in, in... Gosh, well, they're both young and beautiful. Beautiful, but they're passionate... They, well, they he's were, 31 and 20. Yeah. They had they were legendary. In September 1994, police were called to the Upper East Side's Mark Hotel where they found Moss and a possibly intoxicated Johnny Depp in a trash presidential suite after a fight. Depp blamed the mess on an armadillo 
he said, was hiding in the closet. No such creature was found. Okay, excuse me. How messed up do you have to be Me. that there's a possum in the closet? Uh, yeah, there's a there's a leathery tail possum. Armadillo. A, a criminal oh, court charge dismissed the charge against Depp on the condition he stay out of trouble for six months. Johnny paid the mark two thousand dollars for damages, and although they broke up after four years in a rumored engagement. They mm-hmm. appeared together briefly at the Cannes Film Festival in May of 1998, where she was, Kate was reprimanded for wearing her bikini in the hallways of the legendary Hotel Decap Eden Rock. Okay. okay. Ducap. Ducap Eden yeah. Rock. In response, she trashed her hotel room and she's been banned from, this is the hotel to stay in for all the, fi- for life. Okay, she can never go there. And he told Hello Magazine in 1998 that he was responsible for the breakup. He said, I've never got that emotional over a woman before. I've been so stupid because we had so much going for us. I have to take responsibility for what happened. I was difficult to get along with. I let my work get in the way. I didn't give her the attention I should have. And so he said the whole thing was crazy because I should have never... Got so worked up over what people had to say about my acting. Sure, I should care about my movies, but when I get home, I should leave that stuff behind. So, um, when did he meet Vanessa? Well, he was with her from 1998, so right after Kate Moss. He's been a serial monogamous. Yeah, so Winona Ryder was before Kate Moss. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so was um, Dirty Dancing Gal. Jennifer Gray. <laughs> That's right. Okay. And um, yeah, he was with Vanessa from 98 until 2012. So he basically, within a year of Kate Moss, had met Vanessa, met Vanessa and was bewitched yeah. by her. Yes. You know, and they fell in love and had their mm-hmm. two children. And so anyway, it's, uh, you know, people have, uh, yeah, they did, they both were like, they were in the tabloids quite a bit. Oh. Their romance was something to follow. And, and yeah. But yeah, she was on the witness stand for two minutes. Oh, jeez! And they didn't even want to cross-examine her or anything. No. So well, this thing is wrapping up this week. Yeah, it is, and um, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. But um, I feel like it's going to be mute. I don't. I just feel like neither side's going to win. I think they're just going to say you didn't prove it, and you don't get it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Back to the Lori and Julia show, where talk is fun. My Talk 107.1, everything entertainment. And it appears the day we've all been waiting for has finally arrived. Britney Spears, who was recently freed from her debilitating conservatorship, is back on social media with a big-ass microphone and a rightful vengeance for people who are complicit against her. And she is telling Diane Sawyer to kiss her white ass. And I think Diane Sawyer needs to take shelter immediately. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I mean, she did take down the Instagram post, did. but she went into a lot of detail. And let me tell you, I am proud of Britney for speaking her damn mind. I'm thrilled that this is just the beginning of Britney Spears' list that's been accumulating for more than 20 years. There's sharks in the water and Britney's on Instagram. Taking no prisoners. Love it. And, they, and, you know, we were shocked in the Framing Britney Spears when we look back, when we looked back at the interview that Diane Sawyer did with her in two thousand and three, and how weird the questioning was for a a woman, 
B, a young woman, and C, a musician. It was just so weird. We were questioning all the ways that media treated Britney Spears because they showed outtakes from the Matt Lauer interview, um, outtakes from the Diane Sawyer, and a few other ones. Well, Britney's got time on her hands, and in this now infamous interview in which Diane Sawyer grilled a 21-year-old Britney Spears for a 45-minute primetime special, which she said... Her dad made her do. Here's just a sampling of what we saw in that interview. What did you do that was so bad? Can you imagine? Do you like your voice? What happened to your clothes? (laughs) I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I'm here for Brittany Drag yeah. and Diane Sawyer and Diane having to take shelter because it is so tawdry looking back at that interview. Oh, it it's... It's shocking mm-hmm. to sit down with. She was the biggest phenom out there at the time. And do you like your? That's just the dumbest thing I. And think. what did you do to him? Right. It was so <laughs> shocking. You did something so, so bad to Justin. To what did you do? Really, when you think about it, it's all really. None of these questions would be asked right now, and never to a man. Oh, never. Do you like Absol- your voice? Yeah, absolutely Bob Dylan, not. do you like your gravelly voice? Right. <laughs> Let yeah, me just no ask way. you. Um, and, and, and here's what Brittany said, you know, in some of the in- Instagrams. She said, um, she said, do we dare forget the Diane, Center interv- Diane Sawyer interview in my apartment almost 20 years ago? Question, question. What was with the you're in the wrong approach? Jeez, and making me cry. Seriously, though, I lived in my apartment for a year and never spoke to anyone. My manager put that woman in my house and made me talk to her on national television. And then she asked me if I had a shopping problem. Um, And seriously, though, um, when did I have a problem with shopping? I never left my apartment. Something I never shared when I had that big breakup years ago was that I couldn't talk afterwards. I didn't talk to anyone for a long time. I was in shock. Pretty lame of my dad and three men to show up at my door when I could hardly speak. And then two days late, later, they put Diane Sawyer in my living room and forced me to talk. I was a baby. I was almost 22, and I didn't understand. Um, she, anyway, I would like to say now, ma'am, I'm a Catholic slut. And, you know, she kind of goes on. She's got a stream <laughs> of consciousness at... Um, in her Instagram, she also wrote, I'm embarrassed for the state of California for permitting my father to have me work as hard as he worked all those years and never seen a, seen a dime. I'm embarrassed for all of them. And I'm sad for them because I know my value and worth now and they lost me. Um, she also says she doesn't want to tour again. She hates it. But she might change her mind on that. But she was forced Wait. to tour. Um, I'm waiting for her to drop how she feels about Justin Timberlake and how dirty he did her, slut shaming her in interviews, bragging, laughing on MTV about taking her virginity, you know, milking the crimey like a river song, 
and letting it be known that he felt Britney cheated on him, even though they had a young relationship, yeah, you know. know, they were young. And having the Britney lookalike, I, I'm I'm ready for that stream of consciousness Instagram. It'll, I feel like they're all going to come, Lori. I think one of the shocking things about this for me is that no one, no one was on her side. No one was protecting Britney. No, Every, she was just a commodity away. in her family. And I mean, the news media yeah. wanted to, to take advantage of the story because then they could have play the little clips and sh- uh, you know photos. And, right. I mean, Diane Sawyer, Sawyer even asked her. Everyone always thought you had a different relationship to young girls. Well, Britney didn't ask to be the. You know, like I'm going to be the role model for for young girls. I mean, this was something that was just put on her. And then Diane Sawyer as well. We thought you had a different relationship to young girls. And now you're modeling basically bad behavior. Really? Because of her belly bearing shirts, piercing the belly. I mean. It would uh, never happen today. What happened to her 20 years ago, basically. And so. No. The Cry Me the River song. Um, that Justin Timberlake it came out in 2002, and that was supposed to be about her. Yeah. Um, and her cheating on him. That was always the thing. And then he went on and kind of alluded to it, like you were talking about in the MTV video, um, the MTV interview and some other interviews, and kind of made fun of it, like, yeah, you know, right. she, she, I'm the victim here. Justin acted like, and for her to say, I couldn't even talk. I was so traumatized i didn't leave my apartment and then for my dad and the team to show up with diane sawyer to interview me and just and and probably told her this is going to save your career or some kind of bs like that you know because there's been all these tabloid stories i mean i am so glad there's no respect for her is basically what you were hearing in in that interview there was none absolutely no respect for this young woman who was selling a gob of albums, who people were showing. I mean, remember, they all started showing up for malls. She started in the malls. Mm-hmm. And people were just in love with her. I mean, we were crazy for her music. Yeah, I think I think uh, Brittany is going back and looking at some of these interviews. I want her to do something like this with, uh, you know, Justin Timberlake Matt and Lauer. drag his butt. Matt Lauer, yeah, she could do him. There's a number of interviews mm-hmm. uh, that or, that she could just sit on her couch and Google. Yeah, you know, she could just Google, but um, I love it. Kiss my white ass. Well, and and also, you know, know, that's so that's so great. I'm here for it. She's already, and then she, like you said at the beginning, she put it up and already deleted it. But she, it's out there. It gets up there. She's, you know, her sister, her dad. I mean, she's probably got a lot, and her mom. She's got a a long list, and I hope that she keeps going down. The thing mm-hmm. and uh, giving us more of this, and we've always loved her stream of consciousness when she's whether she was right in her fan letters, dear fans, on Facebook way back oh, remember, when. Dear fans, dear I've got fans. a forward door forward. Lori used to read her read her um, things in a southern <laughs> accent. We always did. Yeah, they were they, they were, were really fun. Yeah, yeah, they were. They were really fun. And, and then somebody made her stop doing it. Yep. To your fans. Probably your dad. I was going to say, it's definitely probably her dad. Probably, her dad. But yeah. anyway, so... Uh, it's pretty explosive. Pretty... Mm-hmm. Made my Monday night, let you, me tell Lori you. Lori texts me, and I'm like, oh, dear, I'm not yeah. ready for this stuff tomorrow. Night, yeah, please. well, it's a, it's a shocking one. It yeah. is. Thanks, everyone, for hanging out with us today. Try some Red Locks Irish whiskey tonight. Give it a shot. You won't be disappointed.